Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a parenting podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and I am back with another great episode. So I speak to a good friend of mine, Natalia Flores. She is the co-host of the Let's Keep It Real podcast, a LGBTQ plus podcast where they highlight members of the community who share their specific story, either coming out or being a part of the community. There's a lot of different ties, uh, specifically to the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, lesbian community in season one that I think you're really going to enjoy. Definitely go check them out and subscribe. But Tali and I get into a lot of great content. Uh, We talk about the origins of the podcast and how I had a little something to do with it, just a little bit, but they've taken it and created a fantastic fantastic product. Uh, We also talk about what Pride Month historically means to her, what it means now, and a little bit about her story being a step-parent. So all of these are great perspectives to make a great holistic story. You're really going to enjoy it. I guarantee it. Stick around. I'll be back with Talia after this. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time is a very good friend of mine. She is the host of the, in my opinion, stellar all-star top-notch podcast, Let's Keep It Real, uh, Natalia Flores. Natalia, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so honored to be here, Joe. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. I'm really excited to dig into a couple of topics. Um, One of the things that you and I were actually chatting about before we got started is the fact that even though it is July right now and we're thinking about, you know, we just got done with Fourth of July, we're thinking about maybe Labor Day, what is the world going to look like as we're going back to school? All of these things are definitely top of mind. But uh, June, while June ended, Pride doesn't end, you know, pride goes on and, and, you know, I I was saying to you, I mean, people aren't, uh, only members of the LGBTQ plus community in June only, (laughs) you know? And, And so I think June is a perfect opportunity to remember and recognize, honor and celebrate, um, the progress that has been made, uh, for members of the community such as yourself, but it's also an opportunity to reflect, recalibrate and get ready to, to keep keep progressing, keep moving forward. I mean, we just saw the Supreme Court decision about, uh, you know, you can't, uh, workers, um, excuse me, employers can't discriminate based off of the, right. the basis right. of, of um, sexual orientation or gender. And that was huge. And, yes. and so I think, you know, but in that same breath, and I know I had talked about that um, a couple episodes ago, in that same moment, where you had that happen on a Monday, the prior Friday, you had a presidential administration uh, attempt to roll back um, health care provisions for uh, transgender folks. And so it's just those those kind of bookends um, are a stark reminder of while we have come so far as a society and as a group of people, um, there's still a long ways to go. Right. Right. And there and there is, Joe, you know, as as I look at June myself, um, I do tend to, you know, even from a social media standpoint, uh, just ensure that we, <clears throat> that I put more focus on, on the pride colors, you know, uh, you know, maybe some more postings because that that's right. the month for us to, to stand out more, you know, and, and, uh, you know, be more visible at that time and, and see the support that that's out there, not only from right, the community, right. 
uh, LGBTQ community, but also our allies, which is kind of what you're doing here is, is you, sorry, you've also spent this time as well, uh, helping focus during the month of June on pride and it's much appreciated because it, it it gives us the opportunity to actually um, talk more about the topics, talk about how far we've progressed and how far, how much more we need to do. Um, right. Taking a step every day is what's needed in our society and it's never easy. And it's, you know, the topic itself is not easy for a lot of people even to listen to, uh, which tells us this is something that needs to be more natural to help us yes. be more inclusive with, with other um, uh, discriminatory categories as well too. Right. Definitely. And I think it's something where you think about how we're trying to get people to show up um, as their full authentic selves at work and in their day-to-day life. And historically that has not been something that has been encouraged. You know, there was a lot of phrases about, I don't see color or to me, I don't care if they're gay. Um, It doesn't matter to me. I don't see that. I just see that they're a worker. It's like, well, you, we want you to see who these people are. We want you to see all of them because we want them to be able to feel like they can bring their full authentic selves to work every day and really dig in and, and maximize the amount of, uh, you know, uh, uh, leverage the skills they have to the fullest extent that they're able to. And, and I think, you know, one of the things um, that as far as bringing your full authentic self uh, to, to work and to day to day is, uh, uh, this is a great opportunity to talk about sponsor for the podcast is Snuffy. Um, Natalia, do you like wearing clothes that are great and empower you? Absolutely, Joe. Well, great. Well, I've got a great sponsor for you. It's Snuffy, as I mentioned a second ago. They are a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. And if you want to go ahead and support this company, you can shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y dot C-O. And the company is run by Nick Silvestri. He's a dear friend of mine. And he designed the Detox logos, both the regular one, that is the newer one, as well as the Pride Month logo. So go support him, go support his company, and go support uh, trans people of color. Snuffy.co. Well, definitely go check it out. So thanks for sharing that. Of course. Now, Natalia, you know, we were on the subject about Pride Month and really focusing uh, one's efforts to recognize and highlight um, how far we've come and then also how far we have to go. But I really want to kind of take a step back for a second. And I want to know both what has Pride Month meant to you historically, as well as what it's meant to you maybe perhaps this year or recently. Right. Yeah, just, uh, you know, historically, uh, to be very, very honest, uh, because I was so closeted growing up, it it was just a time period where I I was in the closet, so to speak. Um, You know, I I didn't feel my authentic self to go out there and participate in Pride. And I think, you know, during the time you've known me in my life, I've (laughs) been a very big part of, you know, attending parades and participating. for LGBTQ type of initiatives and events and things of that sort uh, to help drive, uh, you know, more focus on on issues and opportunities for our community. But it, it just historically hasn't always been that way for me um, and has just a lot to do with my upbringing and, 
and probably, you know, just the time period I've, I've grown up as well. Um, you know, just uh, my generation itself hasn't been very accepting, uh, a lot, lot less accepting than where we are today. And, you know, just as I evolve and, and see how much I've changed over the years and, and really have made it a point to participate more um, in activities and events in June and, and really just shine a little bit more in, in showing the support and, and uh, rallying the allies to, to uh, participate, you know, for a good cause as well. Um, you know, I, I look at this year, they, there's just so so many dynamics this year, right. um, you know, and I keep taking every month as it comes, you know, and the, you know, this particular month, as as we focus on other social, social issues around racism right now, and, and um, the fact that we have these sexual inequalities still going on with, uh, with society, it, it just it makes me stand stronger right now to right. to want to stand up even more than than before and be more visible to all who are being discriminated and you know i, I don't just look at it as a a pride uh focus of a month i i look at it as just a uh, being equal you know just uh really focusing on the fact that we should be treating each other you know like humans nobody's better than nobody's less than you know things right. of that sort um yeah you know, just uh th this year feels very different and i don't know what next month has in store for us as well too but you know just with with everything it's i i also feel like i'm even that much more kinder this year about uh being very careful about things that i say and do as well um because it, it really this time period just gives you an opportunity to reflect in general. We're all dealing with, with some really big pandemic issues. Uh, we have a lot of negative um, social media things that are news being posted all the time. And it's, it's just really trying to find opportunities to, to just come together uh, and, and show that as a world, I'm going to do my part and be more of a positive impact and really focus on that and, and just uh, take opportunities, even like this podcast, to share messages that, that could p potentially help somebody better understand our community and the issues that we deal with and maybe hopefully make them want to change uh, their outlook on our community. Definitely. And, you know, I love that you brought up the fact of um, – being kinder, I, you know, I find myself also being kinder and trying to be more cognizant of how, what am I saying? How am I talking and interacting? How am I presenting myself? Um, what am I posting or sharing or sending? Um, are there different um, biases or microaggressions that I have been doing that I'm not aware of? It's been a good opportunity for re-examination and reflection. And I think it's it does feel, I was speaking with um, uh, Dante Washington uh, not too long ago. He was on an episode um, and we were talking about how things just feel different. And perhaps it's because we're in the thick of it. Uh, perhaps things really haven't changed. But we pointed to, 
you know, a lot of movement with regards to laws being enacted and statues being brought down and different people being brought to the table as far as corporations and governments for conversation, like local and city and state governments. Um, you're seeing these conversations take place that it feels like historically has not been the case. You've seen maybe pockets of here and there, but it, I, I don't know. It seems like... Um, it's it's a moment where it just feels that people are ready to do the right thing. And while it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, it's it's tough. Um, I think it's a it's this weird, bittersweet moment because it's it's great that you're seeing it and you're seeing a lot of momentum behind some of these movements and decisions. But it's also like, why did why did we have to get here to this point? before things changed. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, Joe, you bring up something interesting, because as I as I look at the fact that the pandemic kind of quarantined us, um, you know, we're, we're in a generation that is very social media driven. And, right. you know, unfortunately, there's a, a large mass of people who are jobless as well. So right. they're turning to social media, they're they're commenting, they're looking, they're more actively involved before they may not have been involved or may not That's have been point. sharing as much as they do today. Yeah. But it, it's it's all of those dynamics that have changed. Now, the issues are there. They're just more visible than ever before. Um, and, and we're constantly seeing them. And, and these actions are going to another level. Um, right. You know, I, I, I try to tell myself it has nothing to do with our president elect you know the the, <laughs> the fact that people are are taking extreme actions publicly right. um you know i i just want to say that it's that individual you know making some really bad decisions uh right. and and has nothing to do with feeling so empowered right now right right um you know the, the, i think just with you know just the podcast too they're getting so much more attention because people are constantly even reaching out to our our podcast and telling us, you know, hey, I've got so much time. I'm I'm listening so much more than I ever have. Right. And it, you know, it makes us excited, but at the same token, you can get social media overload because of all of these negative things that are happening and and being fed into and you don't want to get caught up in it, which right. is which is why I do have times that I have to disconnect as well. And, you know, luckily we're in between seasons right now and it allows me to disconnect from uh, being as informed from a social media perspective. I don't even watch the news. Honestly, yeah. it's sad when I can just open, you know, one of my Facebook, Instagrams and get the latest and the biggest news that's out there right. instead of going directly to the TV like we've. <laughs> we've gone, gone accustomed to before. Like if I yeah. was going to work, that's probably what I would be doing rather than relying so much on social media for that information. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think, um, you know, you talk about getting overload and it's true. I mean, I found there's some really great uh, shows that I was watching. Um, you know, the two 
that I, I really think about that I was recently watching was they're both on Hulu. So um, I was getting caught up on The Handmaid's Tale and then also uh, watching Mrs. America uh, on Hulu. And both of those shows are good, but it got to a point where with everything going on and just getting overloaded, I had to step away from watching them because it was just, it was getting to be too much and it was getting to be a little too on the nose with a lot of these um way things are being portrayed. Um, and so I really like that. What has been, um, you know, you, you brought up the podcast. I'm going to circle back around to that in a moment. Um, but what are some of the ways that you've been able to um, sort of disconnect and really focus on some self-care during this time period? Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm in a time period where I have to be very selective of who I'm around, you know, uh, ideally it's, it's, it's my family, you know, my, my closest part of the family, because we're all caring for each other right now. You know, what do you need? What you, let me go get it. You know, let me, let me assist, you know, where we need to. And, and that's survival mode, you know, that's, that's more survival mode, but at the same token for myself, I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to use the outdoors, to go swimming, you know, able to go swimming, to do my workouts. I'm able to um, do some activities that allow me to still social distance and keep myself physically and mentally and emotionally intact. Right. Um, I feel very, very, very healthy right now from an overall perspective. I feel very grounded, but it does create, you know, the isolation part of, of being so quarantined has its moments, but I, I actually enjoy hanging out with myself. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> I know that sounds like a bit much, but I, I do enjoy hanging out with myself and, and, uh, you know, still having my family and, you know, my brothers and my parents in my life and accessible, you know, cause I limit everything. It, it's just so different, but you know, I, I do a lot of stuff still online. You know, you can attend mass online. You can do things so differently. Right. But um, at the same token, it's all a balancing act. Every day, I have a very yeah. busy day. Um, but it, it's the day mostly the way I want it to be. I have so much more control of my life right now. Yeah. And I've never had this much control before. So, um, outside of dealing with the pandemic, I right. choose who enters and doesn't come into my house more than ever, you know, cause you really have to limit a lot of things right now. So it, it's just, uh, it's had its good moments. It's had its bad, but overall I, I feel very successful, you know, during this process in general. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think, you know, to your point about feeling in control, I think there are moments where I feel a little, and perhaps it's because I've got little ones and there's a lot going on, but there's definitely, definitely times where I do feel a little out of control. But I will say with, with regards to work and productivity, um, in that type of mindset, I do feel the most in control than I've ever felt. So it's like, you know, I, I'm coordinating my schedule and I'm not waste, not, not wasting, I'm not, um, an hour of my day is not utilized for um, going to and from the office every single day and getting up for lunch breaks and going down to the cafeteria and walking around coworkers. I mean, I'm finding that um, when I'm trying to plan something or get something together, it's been a lot easier to, 
you know, message someone and say, hey, can we just jump on a quick video call and chat that way? And I feel like I get more done. If I don't understand something, I'm not like wondering what it is and trying to find someone at their desk. I'm just like, let's just connect. Or I'm just going to drop this message here and whenever you see it, get back to me. I mean, it's just, I feel like I'm working more efficiently for sure. And I think a lot of that, to your point, has to do with control. Um, but now you bring up the podcast and I definitely want to talk about that. So um, I really want to know, uh, so you're a co-host on the Let's Keep It Real podcast and I absolutely love it. So we're going to put uh, links in the description and in the social media posts. So if you want to know where to go, I will direct you accordingly. It's an absolutely fantastic podcast. Uh, you need to go check it out. As as uh, Tali stated, you know they are uh, in between seasons right now. So you can go get caught up on season one right now. And I'd love to know from you what your origins were for the podcast. I know a little bit, um, but I want to know the origins of the podcast, what drew you to the idea, how you got started, uh, how you and your co-host Allie went about putting it together, um, and just kind of walk us through that whole journey uh, so we can really get into uh, the mind of the podcast, so to speak. Yes, I, I always love to talk about the Let's Keep It Real <laughs> um, podcast with Allie and Tally, and I'm I'm definitely Tally on the show. Uh, but basically, when when I think about the background, it, you know, Joe, it's it's roughly been about a year since you recorded me last on the podcast. So I can't believe it's already been a year. Right. But that was like my stamp of uh, to myself to say, this is really what I want to do. It's always been in my head to to have a podcast. I never knew what it was going to be, what it, you know, what am I going to talk about? What can I talk about? And, you know, a after, after you had interviewed me, I recognized that how important it was for me to, for my own personal self to share my story, what it did for me personally, and how much, how much it changed me individually. So you got to understand that I keep saying this, but my background comes with me being so in the closet. Mm -hmm. So when I start mm -hmm. speaking about this and, and people listened and, you know, I, I was able to share that with, with people who had never heard the story about myself and got the kind of support and results that I did. I was like, you know, people need to share their stories. That's what's missing. We, you know, in the community, a lot of times we feel like nobody understands my issues, um, you know, and, and it's not, I'm not here to say my issues are harsher, you know, or, or have more risk or issue, you know, higher risk than, than what your issues or, or challenges have been in your life. I'm just here to say my issues uh, were traumatic at moments. And then, you know, they were, they were what they were during my life and they made me who I am today. Right. And people need to hear those stories. So we recognize that we share a lot of similarities. And so when I, when I ran into Allie, um, I hadn't seen her in a couple of years. Uh, you know, last I saw her, she was married and now she was single again. I ran into her at a concert and of course we went to go hang out and, and catch up after, after the concert. And I was telling her, oh, my gosh, I want to do this. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I've been wanting to do a podcast, but I didn't know <laughs> what. And then I right. said, we need to share LGBTQ stories. We need to share the real stories. We need to find people who really want to, to uh, share their experiences out there and, 
And, you know, we, we just really started talking about what that meant behind the scenes. And, and of course, you were just a, a big mentor for me. You know, you've been doing this for a couple of years and, you know, hey, Joe, what is what does it even look like? And, right, and right. I had to absorb it because that was just, uh, you know, apples and oranges to me. Like, what, what the what the heck? You know, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to understand what it takes to do a podcast because there's a lot behind the scenes and and kudos to you. I, I know you do you do all of the great work in editing to make your, your uh, season so successful. But, um, you know, after listening to uh, several of your episodes and other episodes from, from other podcasters, um, you know, Allie and I just said, we're going to do this. And all of a sudden I ordered everything and I called her and I was like, hey, we got our stuff. And she goes, you're kidding me. Are we starting this? Are we doing this? I go, well, I've already bought it. So (laughs) we're doing this. So it it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun after that because we were just um, starting to put things together and and really thinking it through. And, you know, when, when, um, you know, part of doing these podcasts, you you definitely have to do a lot of networking to find your stories. And when you can get in a, in a situation where you constantly have stories coming to you, versus you trying to track all your stories down, you know, you're at a good place. And we actually got to that point. We had some items already in our bank. Um, every time we were coming across, you know, new topics, people kept approaching us. Hey, I know somebody, Hey, I got this. And we, we've got a couple of those things as well going on for season two. Um, we already got almost half a season's worth of people uh, lined up to to help us get started. That's awesome. And once we start recording, I, I'm sure we're going to easily fill up the second half because that's uh, pretty much what happened in the first season. But, you know, every time our our friends and, and our, you know, people we had come into the show, our guests, every time they told their story, they were just like, Wow. I didn't realize, you know, they're, they're reflecting as well. And you could just see it change on them. And, and they just feel so much, they, they just look lighter. They look happier. They, they look like they got mm. a big brick off of their shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, they're constantly coming to us. You have no idea what this meant to me. You have no idea what this meant to me to be able to share this. And in some cases, you know, because we had a variety of, of fun topics, you know, even red flags. <laughs> You know, in, in some cases, you know, we would have people coming back. I've changed my life because of this episode. This part oh. of my life has changed because of sharing this in a good way. Uh, you know, it was constantly in a good way. So, you know, just uh, to know and to see just by allowing, you know, other, you know, colleagues and guests and, and friends come to our show, we were able to help them make a difference in their life. And that just, that just is, is heartwarming, you know, that, that just, it's just a different way to, to go out there and, and uh, allow our listeners to understand what the challenges we have in this community, as well as just understand we're no different than they are. You know, when we start talking about, oh, yes, we're dating, and we have these red flags, or, you know, hey, we're looking for different ways to uh, date in general, um, you know, one of, one of, you know, my friends built a whole network, you know, let, let all the women come to me, you know, and, and that was, that was funny as heck, but, but it, it's just, it's interesting to hear, you know, our listeners, whenever we even go Facebook live as well too, and they're, they're just, they're 
hey, you know, I, I, I can understand. I, I, you know, I've, I've had the same challenges and, and that's the, that's the deal. We don't want people to feel like they're as different as they are. Yes, we're different, but you know, we all have a lot of similar issues, whether we're parents, whether, whether we're just friends, whether we're in a relationship, you know, for the most part, the dynamics are the same, but what makes it different is people. You know, there's a lot of things I can control in my life. I can control how I schedule my day out. I can control the things that I eat, but I can't control how other people treat me, you know, and, and that w- that's one of the things I always remind myself is, you know, if I'm going to put myself in situations where I'm already leery about being treated a certain way because of some of the people invited, you know, sometimes I don't even go. And I have to think about those things, Joe. And I don't know if, if you're ever in situations where you do, but, you know, I have to be mindful of who I have by my side and the people who are also going to be there, whether they're going to be nice to us or not, because I can't afford to get myself thrown in jail. I, you know, I can't afford to lose my crap. I, I, present myself, you know, in, in a very appropriate way in general, when I'm out in public. And, and even when I have somebody by my side, I expect people to treat us respectfully because I'm treating others respectfully. So um, do I have another side of me when you, you know, mistreat me? Absolutely. You know, nobody's going to stand there and, and take any bullying or or take, you know, take people talking negatively. And right, I right. don't want to be in a situation where I have fear in me. But a lot of times when I do date, when I do go out, there is a sense of fear in, in the sense that I'm looking around to make sure nobody looks like they're looking at me a little funny and I need to be on guard for that. Right. Uh, you know, I, it, it's it's not easy to be in our community, especially when you are trying to date or especially when you are with somebody by your side. Right. So um, there, there's just a lot, you know, and, and this, and this podcast, you know, Allie is amazing. You know, she, she's done a great job with, with editing and, and, you know, we've got a crew, you know, that, that takes care of our guests and getting them ready for us and, and takes care of all of our social media and comes up with great ideas on how to market us you know, we are so fortunate with the four of us to be able to have the same goal in mind. And, and that's really just trying to find a way to help touch people and make a difference in their life. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to season two. We've got some great things. I know Allie, um, we're, we're actually recording, uh, next week, um, with Allie and her parents. She's got some questions she's never asked them all her life and and she's very out with them they're very supportive but i you know it, it's going to be hard to listen because she gets so emotional when she even starts talking about the topic of questions so i'll probably be carrying a lot of that episode just to just to help us get through it with with her parents so i can't wait and the other ones we have lined up it's it's uh it's going to be fun another fun season so That's thank awesome. you for thank you for helping us get started joe of course, you know I was I was chatting with you earlier today, and I was like, I feel like a proud podcast papa with with, <laughs> with this, <laughs> you know. And I've been and I've been telling everybody, I was just like, you know, you've got to check this out. And and I ha- I listened to, you know, I think one of the things that 
someone can do in order to be a good ally, uh, whether that's as an ally to members of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, allies to people of color, allies to women, you know, non-binary folks, what, what have you. There's lots of different ways that we can be better allies constantly. And, and one of the ways in which I take a step forward, and I encourage a lot of people do, to do that, is to just listen and learn. And the best way to do that is by podcast. So I have a whole stable of podcasts on different subjects uh, where I listen to and I rotate through them so I can um, get a better perspective. And, and I, heard, I heard an interview with uh, Crispin Glover on um, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Inside of You. And Crispin Glover from Charlie's Angels and Back to the Future fame, he talked about how he, you know, um, he loves podcasts. And the reason he loves them is, and I, I love this and I've quoted it so often. He said, a podcast fosters an environment that perfectly and accurately replicates the way people really talk. And he said, because they're not, they're not being filmed. They're not um, on a stage in front of people. There's no, you know, lights, camera, performance. You're talking. And he said, you may start out in a performance. You may start out with your guard up. But the longer you go, the longer you talk, the more you are in this environment where you've got headphones on, you're leaning forward, you're talking, you're taken out of the moment, you're, it feels very intimate. And then when you put it up and you want people to hear a real authentic conversation between two or more members of different communities, that's the way you do it. And you get to hear them celebrate their life, talk about their struggles, talk about what's important to them, um, what's top of mind. Because if you just walk up to a group of <laughs> people and you ask them, like, what's what's top of mind? What's going on? You're going to get, you know, a canned answer because to your point, they got to think about what am I going to say? How is it going to be perceived? How is it going to be received? Is it going to be received? Who's around me? Is this a career limiting move? All of these things. But then if you are able to kind of listen in, then you get a much better perspective. So I 100% love it. And to your point about um, if I've ever thought about like where I'm going, how I look, I, I've never thought of that. And that is 100% the privilege that I have had that has not been something I've ever considered having for most of my life is that I don't have to think about how I look or who I'm with when I go out. I, I uh, what, what was the, the phrase I, I used? I said, I strode forward into the night with zero concerns. And yes, and so it's my opportunity as uh, uh, as an ally to recognize that that privilege was something that I had and go, okay, now how can I use the privilege that I have built in to make the world better for others? And that's something that we're constantly doing. One of the things is not only educating yourself, but knowing that you... You, as in, you know, in my case, as a, as a white man, get invited to certain meetings or discussions or opportunities. It's my responsibility to hold the door open and allow others to come in and share their perspectives. Because if an entire room is filled with people that look and sound like me, you're going to get one specific output every single time. Right, right, yeah, Joe. You you know you're an exception to the rule when it comes to allies. <laughs> you you are you are you definitely set the bar the bar very 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 high. So well, thank you. Uh, no, thank you because it, you know it, it takes people like yourself, you know, just to to be our support because the more allies that we have supporting us, the the more that people won't treat us so differently. You know. I, you know, what, what do I look for in other allies is, is really just the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm looking to be valued just 
as equally as everybody else in the room. Right. I've, I've come across situations, you know, and unfortunately, you know, with Texas, we've got some areas that are more challenging than others. You know, I can go sure. to Dallas, a lot of places in Dallas, <clears throat> which is very, very diverse. And, you know, I won't feel as threatened. I won't feel as concerned. Now, if I go to Plano, I've had some challenges there. You know, I think about Colleyville, had a lot of challenges over there. You know, there are certain areas that I have to put my guard up because nothing has clearly changed, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of times I, I feel like Joe, I'm constantly trying to perfect myself because I don't want to be valued any less by anybody when I walk into a room for them to say, oh, you know, there's one of those or anything. I don't ever want to be treated that way. So I'm constantly trying to find ways to perfect myself, to network and have, you know, have as many supportive people in my life. So when I enter, I feel safe. Right. I, I'm always trying to figure out how can I feel safe? You know, people always ask me, why are you volunteering? Why are you so involved? Because I want to be able to walk in anywhere in freaking Texas and feel safe. And the more I get involved, the safer I feel because I'm building and building and building my network. And I know there's people out there that love me and will support me. And, and they're going to, they're going to stand up for me. And I, and I need to feel that safety because there's so many times in my life, even at home or, you know, around some of my family members, uh, just at work and different parts of my life, I have felt either threatened. I felt being treated differently and I'm, t- I'm very, very tired of it. I've been right. tired of it. And that's why I committed, you know, several years ago to say, it's time for me to stand stronger. I keep telling myself it's time to stand stronger. There is hope there. You know, I'm starting to see changes in the future. The fact that I see hope and I see changes, I need to make sure to make myself as visible as everybody else who's making a difference so we can move forward together. Uh, you know, I can't just talk about it behind the screen on my on my iPad or, or my iPhone. I, I need to be out there and be a part of change. Uh, I'm not going to just be that person to say, well, you know, we, we need a better president. We need a better congressman or, you know, just whatever. I'm not going to be that person. I'm just going to say, what am I doing to make the world better? And I, you know, that's where I feel stronger. That's where I feel more confident that I'm at least doing my part as well as making sure that I vote, <laughs> you know, and that that's <laughs> right, also right, doing right. my part too. But, you know, just um, as much as, as much as you continue doing what you're doing in podcasting, which is amazing and, and helping people develop and grow and become more knowledgeable and hearing people speak lively, it, it's, it's really a, a good input to our listeners it's really a good input to our listeners to actually say, Hey, I'm getting so much from, from Joe's episode. I'm going to keep listening. Well, we want the same thing on our list. Keep it real. We want them to know that we're going to give a variety of stories. We're going to give them the opportunity to even at some time, see some of our guests live and, and uh, you know, hopefully our guests show their personalities more, you know, show it a little bit more live than, than they did in the podcast 
um, because we're, we're noticing that they feel a little bit more comfortable at times, but mm-hmm. you know, just a few of them have been, you know, very, very shy in that area, but you know, just, uh, we're noticing that our listeners want to not only listen, but they also want to see at times. And we want to be able to give them everything that they want as much as, as much as we can. I love that. And as we're starting to wrap up here, I got two things for you. Um, one, I know we didn't really touch on your story uh, as a whole, but I know you're going to be touching or covering it, excuse me, covering your story on uh, season two of Let's Keep It Real. So uh, just a little teaser for folks, though. Um, why is uh, Katy Perry so uh, essential to uh, <laughs> to you? Oh, why? Why do you have to say this? Oh, uh, yeah, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Oh, man, right. that... That's, you know, that's a hard one because that's how I came out at work. You know, you know, people who know me, you know, back in my day, we didn't really grow up with cell phones and, you know, it happened to be during the era where you can specialize a ringtone and the person, you know, my, my, my last partner had the special ringtone. I kissed a girl and I liked it. And I had, I had this cell phone and unfortunately I didn't have it on mute. I had it on loud of all things. I freaking (laughs) had it on loud and she called me and I was managing my team on the floor. So I was away from my desk. You know, it, I I don't know exactly remember where that phone was, but (laughs) I could hear it all the way from where I was at. You know, it's playing very loud and there's hundreds of people on this floor and my eyes, I like, I was like, holy cow. And, and Joe, you know, that's, that's definitely one of my most embarrassing, embarrassing moments. And I didn't know that I was ready to come out, but boy, did I come out. And, you know, I was, I was fortunate to have a team that was very supportive, even after yes. I turned off my phone right. And, right. and just kind of put my head down. Cause uh, I couldn't believe it happened. I really couldn't believe it happened. So yeah, yep. I kissed a girl and I liked it. And, uh, you know, I love it. That's awesome. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, last question before we head into the final segment of the show is if people are listening, um, because the detox, uh, dad talks, but we also quote unquote detox from parenting life and get insight and educational perspectives from people we may not be familiar with in our daily life. I would love for you to share some advice or insight for listeners who want to raise a more inclusive family because uh, we all know it starts at home. So what are maybe some advice or a tip or a resource that you could provide for those who are listening? Well, you know, I actually have a cousin of mine who is very supportive, her and her husband. And she, it's it's been amazing to see how she has brought up her kids to constantly educate them, you know, hey, when, you know, your cousin Tolly has a partner, you know, it's no big deal. Y'all go have fun. We trust her. We love her. You know, they, they've, they've been constantly so supportive, not only to myself, but you know, their other friends and families. And, and the, the deal is we, we, as parents, we talk about so many topics and believe it or not, you know, this, the kids ears are around somewhere a lot of the times they're, they're, they're watching your parents' body languages. They're, they're listening to some of the, the, the topics that even make you feel uncomfortable or upset or angry, and they're feeding off of that. So, you know, just be mindful 
of, of your kids because they're, you know, they're, they're picking up a lot of things at home, but at the same token that results in, you know, like my stepdaughter, she was, she was bullied by a couple of people um, at, at her school. It was Mm. definitely very, very unfortunate and, and um, you know, and it lasted a very, very long time. Just things like that. Just making sure to feel inclusive, making sure that your kids, that you feel that with your kids, that they know that it's okay. You know, it's not saying that you accept us being gay. It's just saying you're not there to talk negatively of us. And if you see somebody else that's approaching us or trying to make us feel less valued, you don't have to leave us there by, by ourselves. You can support us too. I would do the same thing, no matter what the topic was, if somebody else was being bullied, I would just step in because I don't believe in bullying from a parent level, from a child level or whatever. You know, just a, a lot of it does happen at home. And I, I think, you know, it's time for every parent to sit down and just say, you are going to see couples who are interracial. You're going to see couples who are gay. You're going to see, you know, just a variety of couples doesn't mean we have to treat them any different. I'm just letting you know that that's what you're going to run across. You don't need to treat their kids any different. You know, Joe, there, there was a moment where um, we went to a pride parade and, you know, the, the Bible pushers were there and the hard part was just watching even from afar. Cause I, I wasn't even close to them at this point. But they were yelling at parents and telling them, you know, you're going to hell, you're, you're this, you're that, just calling them names. And their small kids, the five-year-olds, the eight-year-olds, the nine-year-olds, were right there yeah. listening to these people, talking to them that way. What, you know, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense that you, any individual forgets that there's a kid right there. Yeah. And says, oh, this is a good time for me to go off on this person because my values are more valued than them. You know, I was, yeah, I was in one of the recent parades um, last year and the year before uh, or uh, yeah, it was last year. And, you know, I had my, my two kids, one of them was up on the float waving with my wife and the other one I was pushing in the stroller and around the corner and I didn't realize that was where the folks were. And I got, I was right there next to them. I mean, they were on the barricade and I was, you know, I mean, maybe six feet away, didn't realize was waving and instantly recoiled and felt scared truthfully. And, you know, and they were saying the most horrible things to me about me as a parent, as a person, um, and about what was going to happen, you know, to my kids because I did this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, look, man, like I really wanted to stop and this is not the right thing to do. I really wanted to stop and be like, look, bro, um, I have a theater, you know, I double majored in theater and theology in school. So I can, um, you know, I can debate you all day long and why you're wrong, but at the end of the day, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything positive. So let's just keep it moving and keep going. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really, really tough. It is. It is. And, you know, there's been times I've walked into a school and, you know, I'm somebody who I will say looks gay, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, 
there's probably not a question whether I am because I am, you know, and, right. and, uh, obviously when, when I walk, walk in, you know, I got to deal with all the stairs. I've got to deal with, um, you know, potentially my daughter even, you know, my stepdaughter at the, the time feeling uncomfortable because right. I had to come up to the school for filling out paperwork, whatever the case was for an event. She should never feel that way. But the only reason she ever even started feeling that way was because other kids made her feel that it was bad to have two mothers. She right. never thought about it before until the other kids started bullying her about it. And yep. now it felt bad because that's what they were saying and they wouldn't stop saying it. So when you hear it every day and you get scared and, and you know, you have other things that that mentally happened to you at such a young age, it's so, it, it's so damaging, you know, and, and it damages the family unit too. Right. Because now the kids who, you know, you're, you're, you're walking into a relationship where these kids aren't even yours, first of all, and you're hoping that y'all can be friends as long as the relationship and beyond the relationship, you're like, man, I just want to be friends with the kids. And, but guess what? After a couple of years, these kids are calling you mom. Yeah. Oh, now we're on another level. You know, right. I, I'm going to extra make sure that I, that I protect this kid, you know, right. this kid yeah. sees me as a mother and I've, I've never been called a mother to, to any, any kid in my life. So to, to know that others were bullying, you know, my stepdaughter, just because I was in a relationship with her mom, right. that tears me up. That tears me up because I didn't know it was happening as long as it was. And I wish there was something more I could have done even sooner. Because as soon as I found out, I was all over that school. I was all over the teachers. I, I put my foot down. I walked into so many parents' front door, Joe. This is yeah. something nobody knows about me. I walked into so many parents' front door to tell them exactly what I thought of their kid who was bullying my kid. And I, and I basically damned them for allowing it to happen because these parents didn't know it was happening. They had already been reported several times. The kid wasn't changing. So the parents knew they weren't doing their part. And I went to their front door and, you know, we had words and at times they, they apologized, but I was terrified every single time I did it, but I wasn't going to stop doing it. They needed right. to know what was happening was wrong. And yep. I would, you know, I told them I'm, I'm going to call the cops for harassment on your kid and that'll come back to you. And I'm going to keep doing it and keep doing it until I see a change. And sometimes it stopped and sometimes, you know, there was one time it took a while for it to stop, but it eventually did. Yeah. You know, it's really tough to, to not only be a parent, um, but to be a parent when you are in, you are a member of a marginalized group. I think there's, there's a lot of things that you've touched on uh, in today's episode about things that you've had to consider about ways you conduct yourself, you present yourself, you, um, who you have around you. And it's something that people like myself 
don't typically have to think about. And, and it is something that is, I mean, this is why we have this show and why you have Let's Keep It Real is so we can share these stories and get them out there because the more we talk about them, the more people become aware of these types of perspectives, uh, the more we can work to change and make a better a better world um, for our kids and their kids and so on to, to grow up in. And, you know, I'd love in 50, 75, 100 years and really in like one year for us to not even need to <laughs> be talking about this like that. But that such is the way it goes. Well, I know that um, we're wrapping up here and we've just recently started up doing this again. So I will segue into uh, the final segment of the show, which is, since it does have a parenting bent on the show, uh, we do uh, the dad joke of the week. So it is my favorite segment. It is one that we had put on break for a little bit, but we've ramped it back up again in the most recent episode in here. Um, But it is a segment where I hurl uh, jokes at my unsuspecting guest in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans, but I can't hear the audience. I can only hear my guest, so it works out. But before I get started, I always like to put my guest on the spot. Uh, Talia, do you have any jokes you would like to offer up first? Oh, I'm not a jokester that way. I I feed (laughs) off of others, so I'll leave that one to you, but I can't wait to hear it. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, I've got a couple. Uh, They're very groan-worthy. First of all, uh, Talia, I want to know, what do you call an angry musician who's flipping someone off? (laughs) What do you call it, (laughs) Joe? A songbird. Oh. A songbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, real bad. Yes. Um, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the next one is um, which state has the most streets? Uh, I would have to say Texas. Oh, well, yes, probably accurately, but it's really Rhode Island. Rhode oh. Island. Ah, yeah, yeah, there it is. There. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right, last one, last one. <clears throat> um, <laughs> this uh this might this might actually tie into uh, the danger of red flags episode. But uh, why was the uh, color green notoriously single? Why was the color green notoriously single? I don't know why. Oh, it was always so jaded. It was oh always... my god! <laughs> All right. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Of course, Natalia. If people want to follow you and the show and what y'all are up to, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitter. Uh, we do, you know, you can go to Liz underscore keep it real podcast at gmail.com and email us. But um, yes, just check us out on any of those pages and we'll be happy and, and be there to share some episodes and, and watch us live when uh, we start again in uh, September around Labor Day. Oh, perfect. I will mark yep. my calendar. I'm excited. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much. We do need a hashtag before we get going. Should we, um, I've got two and I want to get your perspective on it. Should it be, now the hashtag for the show is always be a better dad. Um, but the hashtag for the episode, should it be just hashtag let's keep it real? Or should it be hashtag be a better ally? Uh, hashtag let's keep it real. Perfect. All right. Well, listeners, I'll be back next week with another great episode. But until next time, Hashtag Les Keep It Real and hashtag Be A Better Dad. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at detoxpodcast or visit detoxpodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. 
It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.